0: Hello, and welcome back to Dr. Quacker. So today, we're going to be reviewing Never Back Down 2, The Beatdown. This movie is a bad movie. There are two types of bad movies for me. Ones that piss you off, and ones that are so stupid, they leave you bewildered and dumbfounded. This movie is the second option. I can't tell you how many times this movie made me drop my jaw. My jaw dropped a lot with the shit that... This be puts in front of your eyes. It has no idea what it wants to be. There are five protagonists, so the plot isn't coherent in the slightest. And all the protagonists are awful. No one is likable. Everyone's an asshole and is super violent. One of the protagonists ends up being the villain and it's super, it isn't super surprising at all. Also, they constantly talk about one the ufc i don't know why they constantly talk about the ufc i don't know if the ufc helped make this film but there's a bunch of people that are associated with the ufc in it like eddie bravo is in it and they talk a whole like yeah the dj they talk they list a whole bunch of ufc fighters that are super famous um yeah it's it's like why just stop talking about the ufc what does the ufc have to do with this movie yeah but there's five characters and none of them are likable. <laughs> like, So I'll, I'll break down essentially like each of the characters' story, even though none of them really make that much sense. And you never get to see pretty much any of their stories. So it's kind of just got like little snapshots what's going on. So there's this big dude, uh, one of the protagonists. He, he has two younger siblings. And by the way, they're now in college. So I will say from the first one, at least the age makes a little bit more sense. They're all well over adults. Uh, some are in college, some are not even in college. So, the age makes a little more sense. They're no longer in high school, so the hypersexuality is no longer as weird. There are adult women doing this, although the gratuity of the sex and the sex scenes are ridiculous. Like, half the movie spent at a strip club, which ties into one of the main character stories. So, he has two younger siblings, and I guess his dad's dead, and she, the mom's hurting for cash, and it's the, one of the weirdest fucking things. And I'm pretty sure majority of the women that are in this movie are porn stars. Like, I know one of them is. Like, one of the strippers is a really famous porn star. If you know anybody, you'll mostly recognize her. It's, she's extremely famous. But yeah, it, it's... So, she's just like, I don't know, I want to make money. And like the sound's like, oh, mom, do you need me to work, you know, a night job? So we can, you know, I can help you pay rent? She's just like, no, 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 I'll figure it out. And with... Instead, she then just decides to work at a strip club. They got just, it just, she just works at a strip club. Even though her son could just, you know, get a job and he's an adult, and <laughs> and the other characters constantly talked to him about his stripper mom. By the way, the strip club that they're always at is the same strip club she works at. Okay, so as as a son. I would never, ever hang out at a strip club that my mom also worked at. Who wrote that? Who, who put this in the movie? It's, it's one of those things where it's like, what the fuck is going on? And there's a lot of those in this movie. So that's one character. There's another character who I guess is a boxer. And then I guess he lo- so he takes a fight that he was going to lose. His trainer was like, you're going to lose. But his manager was like, no, you can fucking take any jump. You can take a on, beat anybody. And then he's like, "Okay, I want to listen to what my manager said, not my trainer." So he then the guy beats the shit out of him. What makes it so he has a slightly or partially detached retina, so he's not supposed to fight anymore. But guess what? He he trains to fight in mixed martial arts and tries to participate in the beatdown. That's that's what he did instead. They're like, "You're gonna go blind if you get punched enough in that in your eye." He was like, "Nah, fuck that. I need to fight because I'm hyper violent." I can only crave violence. So it's just, I don't understand why. So that's in there. Uh, Another character who, I guess, if you're listening to this, you're most likely along the same lines as him, including myself. There's a comic book guy. He works at a comic book store. And they set him up by, by the way, he also looks like a rejected Green Day member. I don't know why they gave him this ridiculous. It, it looks very much like a wig. It's obviously a wig. He just has like long, like kind of emo black hair, but he's he's a fucking psycho. Who ends, he's the end. He's the one that ends up being the villain. And by the way, this guy has never fought or done anything in his life. Every other character in this movie either has been trained in Greco-Roman wrestling, is a boxer, or is already trained in mixed martial arts. He is the only one that's never fought before, and in a month. He's able to take on anybody, and they're all being trained by the same dude. How would the guy that's never fought in his life be able to kick the shit out of all-state wrestlers, pro boxers, and proficiently UFC-level trained MMA fighters? I'm sorry. As somebody who's been who's been involved in martial arts for a long time, I'm here to tell you, the new guy that's been training for three months will almost never beat a guy that's been training for at least a year. It never, it almost never happens, okay? It's extremely unlikely, and it makes no sense. But he's also a fucking psycho, so the, the guy, Michael J. White, he, di- he directed this film as well, which is crazy. He's a really famous actor. You've probably seen him. He's, he's 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 that, usually, he's the really, like, badass black guy in movies. Like, I don't know what else to describe him. He's, like, the really tough guy in a lot of movies. But it, if they need a really charismatic, like jacked, ass kicking black guy, that's pretty much who they call. They're like, "Hey, Michael J. White, can you uh, can you come do this movie for us?" And they're like, "Okay, I'll come." And so that's what happened with this. But he also directed it, so I don't know if I should blame most of this on him because this movie's terrible. It's it's terrible. I'm not getting around this. But yeah, he's he he gets saved by Michael J. White's character because he was attacked by three gangsters who say that the, that he would he, Oh, it's just a lot of dumb. I'm having a hard time <laughs> describing it cuz it's just it's so confusing and incoherent. So the the gang members attack him saying that he told the nerd that he would pay. He's like, "I told you I'd make you pay for what whatever he fucking did." It never says, but then later in the film after he gets trained, shaves his head, by the way, and he, he becomes, like, a fucking psychopath he, and just kicks the shit out of him. But the reason why he claimed he kicked the shit out of them was because they attacked him initially. So he didn't have any history with these people. It's very, So the, even the movie doesn't even know the story it wants to... Like, nothing. It doesn't understand what it wants to do at all. doesn't even remember, like, scenes that only happened, like, 20 minutes ago in the movie. And there's this really awkward love triangle where the one of the other main characters who doesn't talk to was dad, who was a big huge part of that movie that's uh, that's his whole focal point is how he doesn't talk to his dad who's in love with the ex-boxer the one that can't that if he gets hit in the face too many times to lose eyesight in his right eye he's in love with his girlfriend but the other guy constantly cheats on her and just wants to have sex with strippers so he ends up breaking up with her And then the other guy, the boxers mad at him for getting with the girlfriend, even though all he wanted to do was have sex with strippers and he didn't care in the first place how the girlfriend felt. Uh, Why? But then they ended up being friends anyway. And what's also super weird is that all four of these characters want to constantly fight each other. I've never met someone who's so violent towards each other that train together being so I did wrestling for seven years. Okay. And I've done some other stuff uh, sporadically, but that was the one I've done the most by far. When I don't know if any of you have done it before and if you have you probably understand what I'm saying. When you train really hard where you're constantly like kicking the shit out of each other, it's not that common for people just to hate each other while being super miserable together. If you're, like, you you kind of bond with each other so you get through the experience. Training to fight usually sucks because you have to train super hard to condition your body to, t- to take and withstand and deal out combat. It's not a fun time for most people, which is why most people don't know how to fight, or at least in a decent way like, like of anything. So I don't understand why they're always trying to fight each other. It's not realistic. Is basically what I want to say. The team dynamic between these four for the five protagonists is making sense. But they also make Michael J. White's character a protagonist where they kind of do this like whole race thing, but it's done so poorly that it comes across as really insensitive and really offensive to the whole like police brutality and the way African-Americans or blacks, whatever, however you want to say it, are treated by law enforcement in these really tough areas. I don't know. It's which is weird because Michael J. White's directed this and he stars in the film as the character. So you'd think he'd be like, Hey, you know what? This is not the way we should characterize this controversial topic, or at least this shouldn't be the way that we address it. And nope, he just didn't care. They filmed it. Boom. Now you get to watch it with me. I'm you shouldn't watch this to be fair. It's not a movie you want to watch. Um, I watch it so you don't have to. I'll tell you that not to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they used to blackmail Evan Peters into coming back for the sequel. But he's the only good thing in this movie. And it's extremely obvious. He's the only one that really knows how to deliver the line. I mean, Michael J. White, he's charismatic, but his character's so annoying that it just <laughs> kind of takes away from him being able to perform a decent character but evan peters is the only good spot of this movie and he's only in it for maybe like 10 minutes so it's just like holy shit can can we get evan peters back on screen but at the same time i'm kind of i designed it that much because this really if, if people started to remember remember this movie and seeing a minute it, it probably wouldn't do very good for his career a lot of people are like hey remember that terrible action action fighting movie that you were in yeah we don't want you in this film anymore thank god i didn't do that though because he's in a lot of good stuff like if you don't know who Evan's, Evan peters is he plays uh quicksilver in the x-men films he was also just a wandavision he's in the american horror story fil- uh tv show so that's that's evan peters um but yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> he's the only good thing in this movie but unfortunately none of his scenes or his dialogue is good enough to give this movie any sort of positive or point it's it's bad the fight choreography is good sometimes michael J. White is the only one that's entertaining enough to actually watch. And I think that has to do with him being used to that, and that's pretty much what he does for a living. But everyone else just seems really awkward, stiff, and robotic. And, you know, I was actually going to like, overall, I was going to say, you know what, overall it's not that bad. Until the last fight scene between um, the guy who doesn't talk to his dad and the psycho comic book guy, they fight in, like, this sort of death match in the beatdown for the finale. And they start having, like, a Dragon Ball C fight. The way- they just start, like, rapidly punching each other in the face. Like, some crazy-ass anime shit. And it's-, <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's just ridiculous. It legitimately made me laugh a lot. Like, I laughed way more at this movie than I should have. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. It was either, like, hysterical laughter or just, like... I was just sitting there, like, open mouth just staring at the screen like I I just couldn't I couldn't fathom what was going on this movie is the most homophobic movie I have ever seen they constantly say stupid gay jokes the whole movie it doesn't come across as anything else it does the gay jokes don't sound like gay jokes it just sounds like saying like slurs or bad-mouthing homosexuals so the reason why that's constantly brought up in this movie is the guy that doesn't talk to his dad is gay. That is a huge part of the movie. They talk to his dad because his his dad left his mom for an, a guy. That's the whole character arc. And it's not like, man, so everyone and he even in it, like the character even initially like hints that the reason why he doesn't talk to him is because is he's gay and that's what everyone says in the whole movie like literal dialogue in the movie is like I heard your dad likes to take it from behind in the ass like I heard your dad in the rear like that's literal dialogue that comes out but it doesn't come across as like a joke and if, if only the bad guy said it I'd kind of give it a pass because he's an asshole you're not supposed to like the bad guy but the protagonists they want you to root for also say those things so it's just like well, what are we doing here guys I don't know what's going on I don't know why this whole movie's felt like what it feels like when you're watching it it feels like they have to constantly badmouth the gays I don't know why but they constantly feel like they have to badmouth them because there's scenes of where guys are like grappling each other being a wrestler I don't really care if someone makes those jokes like oh do you like you like having sex with like whatever I'm not going to I'm not going to make a joke because I just don't really care but that, I mean, the comparison to like, oh, you only wrestle if you're gay. Like that, you're, you're told of that a lot as a wrestler. Um, and I can definitely vouch for that. So I, th- I think that's why they put it in the movie. But it just comes across as they just don't like him. But at the very last, like, last 10 minutes of the movie, or like five minutes of the movie, that's when the guy goes, oh, no, the reason isn't that he's gay. It's that he left my mom. He left us. He found someone better. I'm like, okay, if he said that earlier... That would have made more sense. But you waited a whole hour and 30 minutes, even though you constantly hinted at that was the reason in the movie, and you even address it, and you constantly make jokes about gay being contagious. So, <laughs> it's just... So, I will say, you can joke about anything. and So, I feel the same way that the creators of South Park feel. Either everything's okay, or it's everything's not okay. So if you can find a way to make a, t- a joke about a topic, or person, whatever it is, I don't care. As long as it's done well, I, I'm, I'm, you can, you can joke whatever you want. I, this is, this is terrible comedy. So it's just like you should just never put those jokes in the movie. It's terrible, and they just make everyone look like a terrible person for the shit they say. Like it's. You can tell this movie is older, but it's not even that old. This movie came out in 2011. So I don't know how this made past the censors. I don't know why no one was like, hey guys, like, I don't think we should... We gotta cut some of these jokes out. Some of the shit we're saying is probably not a good idea. But, no! They were like, nah. nah we're, gonna, we're gonna keep this in. It's hilarious. So I'm gonna give this movie a 1 out of 10. There's nothing likable about it. It's just terrible all around. If you wanna like Hang out with your buddies, and you know, like, whoever you hang out, you can hang out with anybody. You know, you have a few beers, you know, have a good time. You can laugh at this movie all night long. It's a, it's one of those movies where you can laugh at it with your friends, but it's, it's terrible. It's, it's so bad. It's funny. It's not supposed to be a funny movie, by the way. It's <laughs> so bad. Uh, all right. So I hope you got through today's episode. Um, I greatly appreciate. it. Well, any of those who actually give this a listen um but yeah have a good day